Welcome to How Do You Write? I'm your host, Rachel Heron. On this podcast, I talk to authors about how they write, what their process is, and how their lives fit together. I'll keep each episode short so you can get back to writing. Well, hello, writers. Welcome to episode number 379 of How Do You Write? I'm Rachel Heron. So glad that you are here with me today talking about writing with writers who are getting the work done. And today we are talking to the awesome Jen McKinley and this interview. You're going to love it. We talked about one of my favorite things, which is writing sprints. And I just recently had somebody ask me, what is writing sprint? And I was like, oh my gosh, if there's one other person in the world who doesn't know what one is, stick around because it's going to change your life. I can say that. Uh, I have seen writing sprints change people's lives. They certainly did mine. They got me to finish books. So that is coming up in the interview portion. And this intro section is going to be real short because I am in the States and I am recording this from the past. So what I hope that I'm doing right now, as you are listening to this, or as this goes live, or both, because there can't be too much of this, I hope that I'm getting a chicken super taco from my favorite vendor who is down on First in Oakland, one block off Lake Merritt. Oh my God, it's Tacos Mirancho. And it is the best. I will call ahead because I will be with people who will also want tacos. And I don't want to wait that long in that line. I will call ahead and I will order my three chicken super tacos. And the super means that they come with cheese and sour cream and guacamole. And uh, they're so divine that I can taste them in my mouth right now. And New Zealand is perfect and wonderful and incredible. And it is not good. It is, in fact, bad. And Mexican food, period. The person who makes the best Mexican food in New Zealand is this weather. Rachel, I make I make very, very good Mexican food. And it's not my culture. It is um not mine. And I so that means that I'm I'm not good at it. I'm 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 good for a white person making Mexican food and I miss it so much. So that is what I am hoping I am doing when you are listening to this is eating real Mexican food. Oh my gosh, I absolutely cannot wait. So that's what I'm doing. I'm also probably hoping that you will join me over in 90 Days to Done. Uh, Yes, I am going to keep reminding you of that because either you're going to ignore me every time 90 Days to Done, the class comes up because you don't need me, or it bugs you every time that I bring it up because you think I might not be able to help you, uh, or that you're scared that I won't be able to help you and that you will let yourself down. Perhaps again, perhaps for another time. And um, if that is you, I'd really like you to consider joining me over in 90 Days to Done from September to November. Write your book or finish your book. Let me help. I have an incredible, truly a believable track record in this of getting people and their books over the finish line. And I love to do it. So please, uh, rachelion.com slash 90 if you're interested in that. And now, um, while I enjoy my tacos and you enjoy listening to people talk about writing. Let me tell you about Jen. Jen McKinley is the award-winning New York Times and USA Today and Publishers Weekly best-selling author of several mystery and romance series. Her work has been translated into multiple languages in countries all over the world. She lives in sunny Arizona in a house that is overrun with kids, pets, and her husband's guitars. Summer Reading is her most recent novel. And honestly, Arizona has some good Mexican food too. I'm just saying. All right. Um, Please enjoy this interview. Maybe please get a taco yourself tonight, no matter where you live. And happy writing to all of you. Here we go. 
Hey, you're a writer. Did you know that I send out a free weekly email of writing encouragement? Go sign up for it at rachelherron.com slash write. And you'll also get my stop stalling and write PDF with helpful tips you can use today to get some of your own writing done. Okay, now on to the interview. Well, I am so pleased today to welcome you to the show. Will you please share your name and pronouns with us? Yes, I am Jen McKinley and I am she, her, hers. Thank you so much. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So summer reading your newest book. I think it comes out this week that we're talking. Is that right? Next week, the 16th. Next week. Okay. That is exciting. And how are you feeling about it? (laughs) Really good. I mean, you know, it's like setting your child loose out there in the world. (laughs) So, you know, there's that. But no, I, you know, it's a book that I love. I'm, I'm so happy to share it with people and look forward to hearing what people think. And um, I just found out, I just found out 10 minutes ago, it got a starred review in Library Journal. Oh, that was nice. And it already had one from Booklist. So I was like, doo, doo. Oh, <laughs> the best feeling in the world. Congratulations. It's a little bit of validation. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> that's a validation that I really, that's like, that's the best kind of validation for me are the, are the stars. I don't really trust anything else. I don't even really trust the star, but I do. And I want it. And when I yeah. get it, I really let myself enjoy it. Yeah. <sighs> so this is not your first time <laughs> at any of these rodeos. You have done this. And I really want to talk to you about your, your writing process, because you just keep showing up for the rodeo and keep getting on the, the buck and bull as it were. <gasps> Would you talk too. to us a little bit about your writing process when and where and how much, how do you get it done? Yes, absolutely. Um, probably if I start from the very beginning, there's a why. There's a why I write so much. And when I was just starting out, and this was like embarrassingly pre-internet, I mean, there was no social media. You yeah. know? I used to go into bookstores and people I would notice would be like Nora Roberts, you know, and I would think, oh, and then there was the people who, you know, were a huge hit, but one book. And I thought to myself, so you can either get all the real estate, write a lot, or you better write that one. And I'm like, well, the odds (laughs) seem to be more in my favor if I write a lot and go for the real estate. So that's, I just kind of had that always in mind. So that's the way it's kind of gone. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go on. Oh, no. I was going to say, I haven't had the one like massive, you know, lessons in chemistry hit. So love that book <laughs> I do too it's a great book it's so good and I'm excited about the movie too so it's like the whole don't oh I didn't know there was a movie <gasps> yes Brie Larson is oh. gonna play I know I know Captain Captain Marvel Captain Marvel yes yeah, Captain Marvel we're gonna be embarrassed when one of those is right my partner's like get it right but yeah <laughs> no, no. all of a sudden I couldn't remember I think it's Captain Marvel Captain Marvel yeah Captain America <laughs> no Captain America's the dude my kids would kill me but anyway, Ooh, that's you know, exciting, yeah. and she's perfect. She's perfect. Yeah, so no, now it's perfect. just well, the screenwriters. You know, yeah, I worry. These are the things yeah. I worry. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So I love that really deliciously pragmatic approach um, to writing, and I've also taken the the same approach. Where do you fit the writing in your life? How much do you like to do a day? Do you work at home? Do you go to a cafe? What is what does it all look like? You know, I think some people are very structured and I admire them. 
And my life is just more fluid. You know, it's yeah. for the longest time I was writing around child rearing. You know, now there I'm an empty nester, very new, very new at it. And I thought, oh, it's going to be quiet. I have an office. I'm just going to, no. I guess I got used to writing in chaos. Yeah. <laughs> there was a stretch where I literally had a full drum set. Like now I'm in an office, but I used to be in like the big room. And my husband's a musician. My boy's a musician. I had a full drum kit behind me. And I'd be like, do, 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 do. I have never heard anyone say that. I've heard mothers writing in front of the television and stuff, but never in front of a drum set. That makes me want to die. (laughs) Yes, it was. It was. Yeah. Yeah. We even got the quiet pads, you know, that you put on the drums. And but anyway, but you have to get the words done. So I did. So yeah. So yeah. yeah. When you are writing, do you have a goal, a word count goal, or are you more of a time person? say I so my days are fluid because I like the garden and you know I have to work around weather and I have a lot of pets (laughs) farm and I like to work out and stuff so um it really depends on the day but the goals are 10 pages every day um I'll roll into the weekend if I can't get it done during the week but I'm trying now to have weekends again which is kind of a foreign concept you know but I'm working on that journey <laughs> you also yeah. don't want to go stale you know I'm, I'm always like well if I take two days off I might lose the flow so <laughs> even if I don't write 10 pages it will take going to read a little bit but yeah so it's about 10 pages a day I only write one book at a time and it usually takes me two to three months to write the first draft so. are you more of a plotter or a pantser total plotter total plotter total I used to be plotter. A yeah total I need a map well I think you know, I've, I've been trying to figure this out for a long time. When I started, I was a panther. Yeah. And it took me a lot longer to get things done. And then when I rolled into mysteries, I kind of needed to know who and the red herrings and that, you know, so I kind of became a plotter and then I returned to romance and I found that plotting really helped. But my theory is I have no sense of direction in real life. If you drop me in a mall, I will never get out ever, like ever. I will have to live on Wetzel's pretzels because I'm going to die there. And I think writing is the same for me. I need a map. You know, I'm just, it's just a theory, but that's my theory. I think that's a wonderful theory. I do also have a theory that, that as writers go along, even the most hardcore pantsers generally need some kind of a plotting assist as they, yeah. as they go, we get tired of running into all of the, the, the dead ends, especially when it comes to crime fiction. Are you still doing crime fiction or are you just focusing on romance now? Still doing both. I still have a library lover series and a cupcake bakery. And I'm kind of back in London because I wanted to go to London. So I brought back the London hat shop and my publisher's been super cool about it. They're like, yeah, whatever. Every two years is fine. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, so I'm still in both. Um, and I, they balance each other. So, like, when I'm writing mysteries, I can read romance. When I'm yes. writing romance, I can read mysteries. Keeps me happy. Yeah. What do you prefer? Um, the first draft or the revision? The revision. The revision. I like, I like my, I usually like my editor's input. We're very in sync, but also it's like all the bones are there. You're not yeah. figuring it out anymore. And I usually like, like the polish. I like that. Enjoy it. Making it pretty. What is yeah. your biggest challenge when it comes to writing? <clears throat> um, I think I always, I have always struggled with plot, whether it's a mystery or a romance. And I've done enough mysteries now that killing people is getting, <laughs> getting challenging. You know? <laughs> you know. I, well, I wonder about that. Yeah. I've only written two thrillers and I'm, I'm, I'm out. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's, like it's hard to think of that. I, yeah. 
I know. I yeah. know. And it kind of makes you feel bad. But so for me, it's like um, having a plot and the mysteries that's unexpected is kind of hard, you know, because I've, you know, and, and then with romance, the plot is difficult because it really has to be authentic. You know, yes. I, I can't, I don't do the miscommunication. I don't do the, you know, we landed in the same place coincidentally. No, no, I need it. I need, I need, you know, meat and, and I need my people to have real yeah. stuff. I yeah. have, so I, I think plot is hard for me in all genres. I resonate with that so much. I think I I've said it before, <laughs> but I I gave up writing romance for the most part um, because I think it's the hardest genre to pull off. Well, it's just so hard to make characters be organically perfect for each other and have real, true, deep reasons to not be together and to have real conflict. It's so hard. If you can write romance, you can you can write anything. It's, yeah, I know. And people will always say, oh, romance, it's a it's, formula. And I'm like, not if it's good. <laughs> it's so bloody hard. It what is, is your, because it's what all is, yeah. emotion. Mm. Yeah. And they have yeah. to be true. They, they, are, they can't yeah. be manipulated yeah. or solved in a conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. What is your biggest joy when it comes to writing? Oh, when you nail it, you know, when you've written that scene and that's like, oh, so good <laughs> and usually you don't know it because when you finish the book you're so over it and then you know the revisions come or the copy edits and then you get to read it and, you're, and you know my favorite is when I don't even remember writing something and it comes back and I'm like you might know what you're doing <laughs> <laughs> like, this is okay so, do yeah, you still joy. do you still feel imposter syndrome yeah yeah, every time a book comes out, I'm just like, what were you thinking? You can't do this, you know, but I have done it. And then I have to remind myself, no, you've done this before. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's, oh, but yeah, I think that's so... an eternal thing. I think that's forever. Eh, it's probably for the best day. Eh? I mean, if you didn't, if you're like, yeah, this, that's the way it is. I got this. <laughs> that would probably, probably not be the best. Exactly. I'm so good. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> Can you share a craft tip of any sort with us? Yes. In fact, you know, this is why you uh, need to always stay plugged into your community. So I've been, I've been kind of struggling to get my pages done, which is unusual for me. And I think it's, like I said, changing to a quiet environment. I have been going to coffee shops. I've been trying everything. (laughs) And then I was just randomly um, going through the old social media and Eloisa James, who writes historical romance but she's also like the chair of the English department at the university that I can't remember the name of right now but she posted a thing and she said so do you ever do writing sprints you know one of those like talking to the people kind of thing and I'm like no <laughs> what is that you know and she went on to explain it you set a timer for 25 minutes and then you just write like so you don't pick up your phone you don't go water your plants you just write and she said the pages will accumulate. And I was like, well, I'm going to try. Wow. Totally works. So that's my latest tip that I got from somebody else. And I vetted it. It works. Oh, I have played around with those um, quite a bit. And I have found that my dream time is usually either 15 minutes or 45 minutes. I can write hard for either one of those. And if I do a, <laughs> if I do a 45, then I take 15 off. And if I do the 15... Yeah, yeah. And that might be all I get that day. <laughs> I know, and I think but... I used to write for hours. And yeah. I just, I think, you know, now we have so many things going for our attention. And it's just, you know, the minute it gets hard, I used to look at email and now I'll open up social media and it's like, you know, stop it. Stop it. 
Email is my bugaboo. I there, nothing's gonna nothing is gonna happen in there. Why do I have to have have it open? I know all the I time. Know. And Sorry. I and I'm terrible Sorry. at responding. Oh, of course, I'm, I'm terrible <laughs> at responding to email. So why am I looking at it? I'm reading it. I'm not gonna respond back right now. <laughs> my worst thing is I respond in my mind and then I never write you back. So yeah, that's I, that's helpful. <laughs> I do that a lot. Yeah, for a while I actually took my email off my phone so I couldn't do that, and that was pretty. That was pretty great. I should do that again. Okay. Fantastic I know, tip. Right? I, know. I love a writing sprint. Yeah. May I ask you, what is the kindest thing anyone's ever done for you in your writing career? Wow. You know, that's, that's such a good question. I, um, I can't think of one specific thing because both the romance and the mystery writers communities are so insanely supportive. Um, I've been very, very fortunate, uh, to just have people support the journey, you know, um, other authors reading your work, promoting your work. Um, Lori Wild, uh, when I had my first oh, women's Lori. fiction come out, yeah, she's a peach. When I had my first women's fiction came out, this was so random. I had no idea she was going to do it. It's set in Paris. It's called Paris is always a good idea. I was very nervous. The pandemic had hit everything. was <laughs> yeah. rough. And she went and she got a um, charm bracelet that had the Eiffel Tower on it. One of those James Avery really, really nice charm bracelets. And then she did a giveaway just, just to promote my book, just because she cared. And I was like, you know. <laughs> so that was very sweet. No one but another writer understands how incredible that is when somebody does that. I just, just you know, I the I, thought. Yeah. Yeah. I think like, I mentioned this the other day on the show, so I'm sorry for listeners who may have heard it, but my very first blurb ever was Susan Wiggs. And I reached out oh, to her wow. out of the blue as a brand new baby writer, not knowing any better. I reached out and said, will you read my book? And she said, yes. And she read it and blurbed it. And I've always been so grateful to her for that. And then just like two weeks ago, I said, you know how um, you see when on BookBub, if somebody recommends your book, yeah, she recommended that book. It's 15 years old. It's what it came out to yeah, 15 years old. She, oh my God. 13 years old. She recommended the book. And I wrote, I just wrote, I sent that email to her and I said, I still can't believe your <laughs> absolute kindness to a strange. We've never met. We've never hung out that she like. Exactly. And writers, I think that's, man. writers, I mean, writers are because they get it. You know, you're yeah. alone, you're lonely. It's hard, you know? Yeah. 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 Oh, well, say hi to Laura the next time we talk to her. I will. Um, I will. What is the kindest thing you've ever done for yourself as a writer? for myself um that's a really good question I mean it could go a couple of different ways <laughs> go both ways tell me um I for myself I pick locations where I want to go so like <laughs> I just went to Ireland and I'm setting a book in Ireland so it's like that's kind of for me but for the readers too <laughs> it is a write-off it is yeah, research exactly I'm like do you want to go to Ireland with me you know, we're gonna next year. So I, I kind of do stuff like that. But I think the the nicest things I do is um, I give myself a break. You know what I mean? Like I don't read uh, reviews. I give myself a break there. I never read reviews because the book's written. Not gonna rewrite it. Doesn't matter what you think. You know, thanks for reviewing. But um, and when it's not going well, I'm pretty good about you know just putting on the brakes and saying go take a walk, go mm. play fetch with the dog. You know, give your, give yourself a break. Don't keep you know. So it's more in the like day-to-day, I think for me, where I'm nice to myself. Was that a thing that came naturally to you or that you had to learn to do? I had to learn it. In the beginning, I was so, I mean, you know, when you just start out, you're so hungry and you're like forced things. And now I'm realizing maybe not. Take a breath. Take a, take a breath. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> that kind of thing. 
So yeah, I think it comes with time, knowing that the story will come. It will come. It always does. (laughs) It does. It's relentless. It'll come when you're driving and you can't take notes. But it's funny how, I don't know if you're like this, but I always believe that this is the book that'll break me. This is the one that's not going to, I'm not going to figure it out. Oh yeah. This one's going to kill me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I messed that up. That's just that. And then it all comes together and you're like, how did that happen? <laughs> I wish I could always trust this. And most of the time I do, but not always, not always when I yeah, want to be in the depths of despair. Yeah, exactly. What is the best book that you've read recently? And why did you love it? Oh. I'm glad you asked because um, I could do fiction because I've read a lot of really good fiction. I do a couple if you want. Yeah. Well, but I thought because it's really um, a craft kind of uh, podcast. I have two that were both um, recommended to me by another writer. Thank God for other writers because I'd be an (laughs) idiot without them. But the first one, and I have copies, is um, Seven Figure Fiction by Theodora Taylor. She's great. I haven't read that one yet, but I've heard this her on podcasts. So it just like knocked me out. I mean, it's one of those things where it's kind of, it's the subtitle is how to use universal fantasy to sell your books to anyone. And um, it, it it's one of those books that it's common sense. Like what she's telling you is something you do instinctively, but then she's pointing out where you can just like turn it up and turn it up. And I was just like, and I, I was out of that. So that was one. I love that. It was like, thanks. And that came into my world, you know, perfectly. And then this one is called um, Dear Writer, You Need to Quit. And that one's Becca Sim. I love Becca Sim. She's the best. Sime, thank you. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so that one really knocked me out. I'm only uh, halfway through that one, so I'm not quite as far. But there's just, you know, what we were talking about before it's so true writing you have a system it's like a system you know she really breaks it down like you have a system and every system is every single writer has a different system but if part of your system is malfunctioning that's why you're struggling and it was just like oh like you know it's kind of it's just a very i don't know it was a really i highly recommend them both because i apparently can't finish my sentence because <laughs> you love them so much so so becca's talks do. a lot about it's hard to she yeah. talks about the Clifton strengths. Have you drunk the Kool-Aid and gone I down there yet? I haven't taken. No, Do I it. down. Really? Really? Because I was it's just getting to that last night and I'm like, I think it's life changing. Life changing. Yeah. <gasps> it is. It I, turns I a little Googling bit it. cultish and it's wonderful <laughs> when you, when here's the thing, like when you know your top 10 strengths, you can focus on them. And when you know your bottom 10 strengths out of the 34, you don't have to worry about them anymore. Like what you said earlier, how you really, you flow through your days. You don't have a set system. I have very low discipline and I've always beat myself up my whole life saying, I need to be more disciplined and I need to be writing by 7am every day. And I am not, and I found out that my discipline is very low. I never have to fix that because it's so low. I don't have to worry about it. And I get stuff done in different ways by using my top strength. You got to do it. You got to do it. I have to do it. Okay. You're proselytizing. It's funny because I was yeah, no, that's good because I was looking at it. And I was like, okay, I think I should do that. And then I was like, well, you know, so now you see the universe always brings <laughs> yes. you what you need because I was yes. waffling and then you, so yeah, I will do it. I, I will do it. I'll come back. We'll discuss. <laughs> I'm cheerfully. Yes, I would love that. I am cheerfully looking forward also to the email that you will send me saying life changed. Oh yes. I understand everything now. <laughs> oh, that would be, oh, I would love it. <laughs> that's great. All right. Speaking of understanding everything, will you please tell us a little bit about summer reading? which will be out now Um, when people are listening to it. 
Oh, fantastic. Go get it. Um, <laughs> summer reading is, uh, you know, we, we say all of our books are the book of the heart, but this one just really oh, gets me in all the fields. It is a Portuguese chef who's going home for the summer to the family cottage on Martha's Vineyard. The only way they can afford a cottage is if they've had it for generations. So it's Martha's Vineyard, let's, you know, let's have a little <laughs> reality. So anyway, um, while I was researching the book, um, I found out that uh, Martha's Vineyard was really settled by Azorian fishermen in the beginning mm. so much so that like oak bluff the town that I'm, i love i've been there a million times um used to be called little portugal well this is where the universe gives you what you need my sister-in-law is from the azores she came over oh when she was gosh. seven yeah and they have like the best food and every time i'm back there her family's very much like me familia like you're just in the family so i've done a million holidays with them and so all of a sudden I was like, wow, okay. So she's, and that's how she became a Portuguese chef. Like I knew all these things as I started doing yeah. research on Martha's Vineyard. And then I was, I had originally thought she would be a librarian, but then I was like, but I needed a librarian because, you know, I wanted to type summer reading. I mean, my agent gave me the title summer reading and I was like, there has to be a librarian here because <laughs> yes, yes, so yes. he was the librarian and that was different. You know, one of my friends was like, um, male librarians are not known for being hot. And I was like, <laughs> well, he is. <laughs> it's like, fiction. He's like Reeves hot. Yeah, and it's fiction. So there. But noted. So I made him super hot. I probably made him extra hot. <laughs> Just to blow that stereotype. But so you have a, a Portuguese chef who's going home to Martha's Vineyard. She's uh, chaperoning her half brother, who she's not very close to. He's very he's fourteen years younger, while the parents are away, and she's lost her job at the restaurant. So she's kind of trying to figure out. You know, she always wanted to write a cookbook, and she met this really hot guy who was reading a book on the ferry. But she's dyslexic, like severely dyslexic. Oh, yeah. So there's a little bit of the. You know, we always carry our bags of, you know, shame and whatnot. And she still has hers because she lost her job and she's not sure, what, you know, so it's all this stuff. But anyway, they um, meet on the ferry and then her best friend is a librarian. Her best friend, Emily, and her brother's going to robotics camp at the library. You know, can't escape the library. So she runs into him again. And it takes them a while to kind of, you know, break through what, what's what. And she has to, you know, really let him in. But he decides to help her write a cookbook and she's going to help him find the dad that he's looking for he's just there mm. his mom's kind of a wackadoodle artist e-type and he doesn't know his father's name he just knows that his mother got pregnant on the island in 1989 so he's going to find his dad so it's all these different things and it was just super fun to write and I I just really got attached to them all you know so anyway I hope I can actually like it. I can see the love <laughs> for them on your face, you know? Yeah, I just, I'm so fun. Like, you know, I think that's the magic of what we get to do, mm -hmm. you know, whether it's a, a mystery and you get to make a good triumph over evil, because really, if you read the newspaper, that's not happening all the mm -hmm. time. So that's one. And then with romance, it's like, you get to help these two people connect. And, and I, everything I do is, you know, comedy because, you know, because life's hard. <laughs> <laughs> So for me, it's like, if we can laugh and fall in love, it's like, well, heck, that's a pretty good day. This sounds absolutely wonderful. You do write about cooking a lot then. Are you a, an avid cook? No. No? no. Are you an I'm avid eater? 
I, I am an eater. I'm a big eater, but I'm a, I'm a baker. And my husband and I figured out that there's two types of people. There are bakers and there are cooks. I'm a cook. I'm a cook. And yeah, I'm a baker. I can make cake, pie, cookies, cinnamon I, rolls. I'm all over it. But he would look at me like, yeah, it's like chemistry. I can't do that. That's so funny. I am a cook and my partner's a cook and we have never, like I'll make cheese scones every once in a while, but otherwise like we've never made a birthday cake in this house. I'd like, Cupcakes don't exist. I've never, we don't have any <laughs> breads. It's, I, I like to eat them, but I know, <laughs> aghast. <laughs> Jen, thank you so much. Where can we find you out there in the world? I, I have a website, jenmckinley.com, and I am on Facebook, and it's Jen McKinley author. I'm on Instagram, and it's at McKinley Jen. Um, I'm playing with TikTok, but it's, it's I get, I get, I just go right down the rabbit hole. It's like, I'm supposed yeah, to be too. posting stuff. And then I find myself <laughs> watching everybody go from a still picture to their bride. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> or that one that got me was when everybody was going, um, seeing their adolescent self. Oh yeah. So it was like, I kept doing this and I would just sit there and watch, you know, three hours of that. And be like, <laughs> you know, anyway, mine is all, yeah, mine is so all um, there, puppies. Yeah. Mine, mine is. Yeah. yeah. Lot, lots and lots of dogs. <laughs> oh, and kittens and yeah. there kittens. was one girl who had did you see the girl who had the email i think oh the manual yes. well i went down yeah. that for like i think i lost a month of my life just looking for a manual you know what i mean I, so yeah i'm I out love, there good luck i love to luck. i'm probably lost out there somewhere <laughs> thank you so much jen this has been absolutely delightful happy writing yeah, to you. thank you and you too thank you thank rachel you. thanks so much for joining me on this episode of how do you write you can reach me on Twitter, Rachel Heron, or at my website, rachelheron.com. You can also support me on Patreon and get essays on living your creative life for as little as a buck an essay at patreon.com slash Rachel, spelled R-A-C-H-A-E-L. And do sign up for my free weekly newsletter of encouragement to writers at rachelheron.com slash write. Now go to your desk and create your own process. Get to writing, my friends.